what is up wrestling fans welcome to the first inaugural episode of the loot bros wrestlecast my name is zach and alongside me I have my co-host joe what's up guys uh we've been wanting to do this for a while and i'm excited i'm excited to do this so i talk well, about so, wrestling well so you know what I, my, my biggest thing was is we normally can't get you on the show every week with due to now our recording schedule and everything like that so i wanted to do something where you and i could sit down and you and i could talk about something we both really enjoy and talk about constantly anyways True. um and kind of give us like a platform to keep people who are interested in wrestling updated and uh so the basic breakdown of the show is just going to be we're gonna we're, we're gonna talk about uh the week that we just had in wrestling and review the show is going to be released um Usually on Sundays, but when we have a premium live event, it's going to go live on Monday alongside the the main Loot Bros podcast show. Uh, so that way we have a little bit of time to kind of assess. And if we need to record on a Sunday afternoon or something like that, we can. Um, but this week we did have a premium live event. We had Halloween Havoc for NXT. Uh, so we're going to do a little recap of that. Um, and then we're just going to give our little takes. What's our best uh, and worst moments of the week in wrestling? Uh, and then we'll move on. We'll have a uh, we'll have an official topic. So this week we're just going to give you kind of an introduction to ourselves, how we got into wrestling, uh, maybe share some funny wrestling stories. And then next week is the one that everyone's going to be super excited for. That one's going to be the one where we get a little bit more in depth and we talk about our Mount Rushmores of wrestling. So oh gonna, oh well, yeah. So I'm going to go through and I'm gonna uh, I'm actually going to drop a bunch of different categories, a bunch of different Mount Rushmores, and then we're going to have we'll have we'll have a full week to kind of think about it and and and. and delve into it a little bit more on, on, on how we want to do it. But I want to start off as we do with every loop bro show. I want to give a toast to all of you guys. Uh, I want to give a toast to Daryl. I want to give a toast to everybody in the loop bros community that makes stuff like this possible and continues uh, giving us love and support. And it lets us do cool shows like this. So uh, cheers to you guys. I also want to cheers to the Patreon producers, which are going to, they're going to start getting these episodes early. I don't know if any of them care about it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Evan Mayo, MC Nitro, Static, and Redbeard Rick. You guys are going to start. You guys are going to start getting uh, the Loop Bros Wrestlecast a day early. So, uh, cheers and uh, big cheers to Joe for actually joining me. And hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have maybe maybe in the future we'll have some really cool guests. We'll have some uh, maybe we'll have some wrestlers on one day. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll invite not Sam Wrestling to come on and and educate us on the ways of wrestling podcasting. I would love to talk to him. He's I love Sam. Yep. But cheers. I'm going to go ahead and uh, crack the toast. I got and, I nothing. May, and I know that may turn some some people off from the show, so I apologize. But that I'm, I'm going to make it quick. Um, so uh, no housekeeping, uh, really, other than uh, subscribe to the YouTube. This, these episodes are going to go up on YouTube uh, as well as go ahead and Find the Loot Bros podcast on Facebook and the Loot Bros podcast uh, Discord is going to be linked in this episode's uh, description. So go ahead, click on that uh, and join us in there. Have a couple conversations. We can definitely talk about wrestling anytime you guys want. Um, so this week in review. So we're going to start. We'll, we'll, we'll start this week with Raw. So Raw was. Uh, it was a, a big kickoff show this week. Um, it was it was raw. I mean. It was raw, yeah. No, it, so uh, Triple H has taken the helm, uh, and he's he's been in the helm for quite a while now. And now they're starting to finally like you can see all of the storylines are starting to shift. 
Um, so he's fin- he finished off a couple of ones that were there before, but all the storylines are starting to shift. So the the show opened to uh, Bobby Lashley calling out Brock Lesnar, and this is cool. Uh, and as Lesnar does, Lesnar actually responds, and I and, and I'm still loving that they're giving him a mic and a voice to talk, and he's just like this. That, but but this week he just didn't. He didn't say anything. He went out there and he started whooping. He whooped that ass. He whooped. He started. Well, he started to. Then Bobby Lashley said, uh, "Nah, not today, son." He put him through that announce table. That was like one of the most explosive like openings to Ralph we've had in a while, and it's just two of two of these guys that are just big. I mean, I, dudes that have done combat sports for years, both of them just like I, I th- this is actually a really good uh, storyline in a feud that I see go- that, I, that I see some really brutal matches coming out of this. I mean, so, I like what they did here. I mean, I feel like, you know, they did a very good job of like giving Lashley a reason to call Lesnar out after what happened, you know, last week and losing, you know, United States title. Right. It's like because you lose the United States title. It's like, hey, like. All right, now now we have a reason to fight. Like he's always wanted to fight him, but I felt like he never really had a reason to fight him, other than like it was a dream match for him. But now it's like, dude, you cost me my title. Now I'm gonna come kick your ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a classic, really, classic storyline, you know. But it works. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see it. Those two guys, like I said, they've both been in combat sports. Those both done mixed martial arts. Both really big, really well built dudes that are really great, and both of them are really great in the ring. I, I, I'll never have a complaint. Uh, I mean, some of their matches, like like I said, I don't want to see Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns ever again in my life. But um, but the, it, it, he's still solid in the ring every time he gets in the ring. So and, and so is Bobby Lashley. They're both. I feel like now they're in their prime now versus mm-hmm. more when they when they were actually in their prime. So is this going on Blood Money? Is this is this going on the next Blood Money pay per view? Is that where this is going? Oh, so in our pay per view, it's premium live event now. Like, is this going on the next Saudi show, right? Yeah, I call the Saudi shows blood money shows. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't think they've. I, I don't. I don't think we got an official announcement when they're actually in a fight yet. Yeah, I, I think. I think it is blood money. I mean, yeah, and it's it, the next. It'll, it's it'll the next money. live event. It's like November fifth. So. Yep. Um, and then also, so we had the long-awaited return of Elias after his brother Ezekiel was horrendously removed from the business. Uh, Elias returns and. Uh, comes to be interrupted by a mr matt riddle who is about to fight seth rollins um and i was riddle like are we ever gonna get this match like i feel like every time they try to go it's like somebody interrupts it or something happens and i'm like i guess they're building the tension they're like all right we're gonna get this we're gonna get this match again we're gonna get this match again and no no elias is like i'm back i'm well, not ezekiel anymore i'm elias <laughs> Well, see, that brings me to my that brings me to my next point, though, is is with Rollins interrupting Elias. Elias seemed pretty pissed off and stayed out there. And he did try things to underhand Rollins during the match. But then at the end, we had Mustafa Ali that came in earlier in the night and told Rollins that he, that he was going to be his problem. Like, no offense, but like, like, OK, Ali, you're, <laughs> Ali, you're you're, you're dude, you're talented. In, you're talented in the ring. They, that new they, gear, that new gear is awful. They they've tried working so many angles with this man and he, it's, it's, he just doesn't have it. I don't think, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see an Ali and Rollins feud, which is what we're going to get. I do. I I honestly want to see this feud. I think Ali's a great hand. I think he can wrestle. He can go. I just think he's been dealt a bad hand. Do I think he would have been Kofi mania if he was in that match instead of Kofi Kingston? No, him getting injured was like a godsend because no one would want to see Mustafa Ali and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I'm serious. Like, 
I would have had to sit through that because that's the WrestleMania I went to. So nobody wants to see that. Um, I mean, did you hear? Did you hear the rumors online that they want to give him like a racist or like a or? <laughs> oh no! Um, it was um, what the hell's his name? Air, no, Vince Russo. Vince Russo, bro. He wanted to give uh, Mustafa Ali a racist cop gimmick. I didn't hear that, bro. It was all over Twitter. It was the most hilarious thing. And he was like, yeah, you should be like a cop that comes out because he was a cop. And he should be like, instead of being like the good cop, he should be like the racist cop. And I'm like, it's 2022, bro. You can't do that shit anymore. Like, that's not going to fly. No, see, and and that took me back to this week. Like I said, I've been watching um, the feud between Batista and Triple H where, where it started in its inception. And I've been watching the episodes of raw all the way through and the one thing that's happened every week that definitely- you start from the beginning uh yes well uh, so i didn't start from the beginning of uh, of evolution it started i started survivor series interesting um, all right when when uh so that the, i did it in the order they started so they have they, they have a collection on peacock where it's like rivalries from start to finish and where they started it was survivor series in 2004 when it was triple h and batista on, uh, against randy orton's team Okay, that, that was that was a good damn feud. That was a really good feud. I mean, and I feel like in future episodes we can tackle feuds, or we can tackle pay per views, or we can rewatch pay per views. There's all kinds of stuff we can do. But getting back to like Mustafa Ali and Rollins, like the match is going to be good. I mean, I'm not worried about the wrestling, but like you said, like the feud, I just don't think it's going to be there. Just like you, I think I think it could be there, but honestly, if you ask me, like, do do you want to see these two guys feud? No, I'd rather see Rollins and Elias feud. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's uh, or or you know what? I could see an interesting angle being done with all three of them. I mean, that'd be different, right? I would I would like to see it. I I mean, well, we've never had like a triple threat. Like, we haven't had a lot. We have. We haven't had them in a while. We haven't had no triangle feuds in a long time. Well, for like, and especially for something like the United States title, like we've seen it plenty of times for the WWE championship and stuff like that. But like, usually the United States title is one, one, one. I mean, it's interesting because I was like, you know, we just had a triangle feud. We had a triangle feud like close out tonight on NXT. But I well, actually, I don't even think it's closed out. I think it's just beginning. But um, a little foreshadow for later. But I do think that this could be a good triangle feud, and there needs to be some different like styling of feuding and storytelling in WWE now because a lot of stuff just gets stagnant. Like we just talked about how Lesnar and Lashley is basically your old tired like you cost me my belt, so now I got to go after you storyline. But this this kind of has a little fresh kick to it, so. And then we uh, we officially got the OC with AJ Styles, uh, or sorry, the Good Brothers and AJ Styles, the OC, and the Judgment Day at Crown Jewel. So, all right, so I'm glad that they're taking the Judgment Day in a, in a higher direction. I think when they when they got rid of Edge and they started working the Dom the Dominic Mysterio kind of line, it it started elevating and i and i found i found that rhea ripley really found her place as i th- i feel like she's more of the leader in the group even though 100%. They, she should be she should get a woman's championship shot of a down the line eventually yeah, yeah but i feel like they they've really pushed her to being the leader even though they say there's not a leader in that group like she's definitely like the mastermind behind a lot of a lot of what's going on like and 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 no 
and that's no offense to Damian Priest, but Damian Priest, we haven't really seen him in a lot of prevalent situations. I mean, he's, he's great, good though. He's, he's good. Guy. He's getting better on the mic. He is getting better every day on the mic. Don't get me wrong. Like I know what you're saying. Like he's not like the best person on the mic, and he kind of sounds like, I mean, literally the dude's Nighthawk. Yeah. Or Nightwolf, Nightwolf from Mortal Kombat. Like he's literally, he's like his his, his gimmick was literally like the lone, like not the lone. What was it? The Knight, whatever. I don't remember. Fuck his fucking vampire. He looks like a fucking vampire. That's what it looks like. And he's dope. <laughs> he's dope. Um, like then Finn Balor has all the experience in the world. I'm so glad he's back up at the main roster, not at NXT anymore. Um, he just Darryl, didn't work in NXT. The, well, no, I mean Daryl hates him. Daryl thinks he's a whiny little douche nozzle but like finn finn's extremely talented in ring um, fergal fergal devitt's one of the best wrestlers i've ever seen wrestle like in person like that dude's yep. fucking phenomenal at wrestling i'm super excited to see uh, honestly I'm, I'm more excited to see finn balor and aj styles get like get in the ring together than anything else um uh, i mean i'm not excited to have the oc back because the faction was like not that great the first time around let's let's be, let's be real let's be honest let's call a spade yeah. a spade you know, I really don't think they brought much to the table. I feel like it under it like undermines AJ again. AJ has to have other people to get him up on the card. When's that going to stop? When's AJ just going to get a push because he's AJ Styles? Well, all right. So AJ Styles had his initial push when he first joined the company. I feel like at this point, he's at the point in his career where he's like the Miz, where he's going to be the guy that helps put other people over. I get, I get that, but like. You say he got his push, but then he got beat by fucking Jinder Mahal. So let's be real. Like, let's not, again, it's like, yeah, he got a push, but then he lost his title to Jinder Mahal. Yeah. But. And that's only because, or, yeah, and that's only because they didn't want, I know that's, it's, it's so confusing. Like, I don't even get that. Like, I mean, that's one of the, I mean, and he was the hundredth or was he the hundredth or fiftieth WWE champion of all time. So he got like the prestigious number and the record. So I don't know. It's but fucking it's, ridiculous. Yeah, he was a 50th. AJ, AJ's done a lot of cool things though, since he's been in WWE. Like, I, I agree. I mean, he can have to fight. The, he's, I mean, he had the undertaker's last match. Yeah. Exactly. Last WrestleMania yeah. match. I mean, no one can ever take that away from him. But again, he had the OC there in that match. I, and he had to have a, a friggin' gimmick match. Like, I wish he had a regular match against him. I would have actually much preferred that. Yeah, but we could, we could talk about history all night. But um, Oh, let's so get to this last segment because this, this, this is fucking this, terrible. Oh, my God. So, so JBL comes out. And we're all like, oh, cool, JBL's here. He comes out in, like, the weirdest parachute pants that I've ever seen in my life. If no one else noticed that his pants were extremely baggy and just, I, I, I mean, gigantic. it was, well, I mean, JBL always come out in tailored suits, real nice and like perfectly dressed. He came out baggy, baggy pants. Like, like it was kind of like a spur of the moment thing. And he announces that Baron Corbin has made his return to raw because they switched him with. Corbin has been used and abused over the past couple of years since the beginning of co since the beginning of uh, the. Is this your opinion or is this like? I feel like I feel like he's been overused. Overused? I thought you said used and abused. Uh, he's been overused. I mean, he's been used and abused, but like because some he's fucking happy Corbin. That shit was trash. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said used and abused. Like Madcap Moss just doesn't even have a place now after the after that whole gimmick. I mean, he should just go um, back to being Riddick Moss because Riddick Moss is a badass. Like he's a good wrestler and he can go. And he any and he has and he has it. Like I think I think Moss is a better 
was a better tag team partner to him than Mojo Raleigh was, or not, well, fucking, uh, Hype Rose, like Hype Rose, right? Like, I think Mojo Raleigh, he's a better Mojo Raleigh than Mojo Raleigh was. And Mojo Raleigh had, like, the it factor, but just didn't, it, like, the character never came together. And I feel like Riddick Moss was really good in NXT as Riddick Moss. And now they, like, upped him up to, like, a level 10 Riddick Moss with the Madcap Moss gimmick. And he's really getting over with the crowd. But there's nowhere you can go. That's, like, generic guy in tights number four on a creator wrestler page. Like, he has no, like, actual character. It's he's, – he's built like a fucking truck, though. Like, the dude's huge, and he can go. It's just I don't see any future for him. I don't. And I don't see any future for wrestling god fucking Baron Corbin either. Like, yeah, the future wrestling god. My god, no. Like, no, thank you. Okay, of all people to have – to come out and say Baron Corbin is a future wrestling god, like, why? Why JBL? Like, you know, I mean, because he's a wrestling god, right? I get it. it, Yeah, but if JBL came out and said, "This is Baron Corbin," this that like if he played like the big money Baron, like Baron Corbin, like if if they would have played off that Happy Corbin thing, they could they might have salvaged it if he played it more like the like his character went in a JBL direction. I mean, for life, he will always be to me. He will always be boring, Snorbin. Yeah, because he's boring. Like, he's just boring. And he has, like, I Corbin has a very good personality inside and outside the ring. Like, he's, like, he's very charismatic. If you see the things he does in Up, Up, Down, Down, he has, he has good, he's able to work a mic. It's just, I just don't ever think they give him a character that's ever going to get over with a crowd. Like, there's just not. Like, and he looks fucking ridiculous with that hat on and those shorts. He, he looks, <laughs> bro. He looked he looked ridiculous and he's he's he's, he's yeah. the worst in segment normal, in a normal wrestling unitard. He looked ridiculous. He is the. Do you remember when he wore the waiter outfit because Vince said he was fat and he couldn't he couldn't wrestle without a shirt on? So he yeah. put him in that stupid like he looked like he worked at fucking Applebee's. Like he looked like he was waiting my tables at Applebee's and he was wrestling in a ring. I was like, this is ridiculous. Please stop. I want Lone Wolf Baron Baron Corbin back. If I can't have Lone Wolf Baron Corbin, don't give me Baron Corbin at all because I don't want it. Put Baron Corbin in commentary on NXT, uh, you know, fucking like Afghanistan or NXT Taiwan or or whatever NXT that I don't want to watch. Put on my NXT UK where I don't have to see him every week. No, thank you. I am not a fan of Baron Corbin. I never will be. I like Lone Wolf Baron Corbin, and that was kind of it. I do feel like JBL can strap a rocket to somebody and get them over. I do because people hate JBL. So people hate Baron Corbin. So it's like a match made in heaven, but I don't know, man. And the rest of this raw was just kind of bland. It was just there this week, this week. So, so I had, I had more, I've had more to say recently about SmackDown than I have had to say about raw. I mean, raw is just kind of existing right now. It well, and that's the thing is like raw used to be like triple H's wheelhouse. And he's kind of like, I think he's trying to start piecing stuff together and he and he's in charge of a lot of stuff. I mean the only other the only other interesting things I think from this show was um what was it, damage control and Bianca Belair and she's finally gonna get another match. It's finally gonna be Bailey versus Bianca one on one one more time. I don't I don't I hope they do some kind of stipulation because I feel like you can't just do like a one more match and not have like anything else. Yeah. Um so uh, Bianca is just over right now. She is. Uh, is she though? She, well, she's one. Of, she's one of the most talented. Like, she's talented. I don't. I don't know if she's over though. 
I think she's over right now. She's 110% over right now. Like her retaining the title at Extreme Rules, like this just showed dude how how over she is. And and everyone everyone loves her. Like, that that um that ESTKO or whatever the hell she does with TKO, TKO, right? Yeah. The one she did on that ladder, wow. Yeah, like she's like I said, she's a surprise she, Bailey down broken face. Yeah, but I mean, it's, we we we've moved on to the point in, in wrestling now where a lot of stuff is. I mean, hate to say it, but they're they're trying as hard as they can to not give receipts, <laughs> but you know sometimes you just it's unavoidable, but um. Moving on, uh, so NXT this week. This was the, the this was the road to Halloween Havoc, which uh, occurred this evening. Um, honestly, the best the the best match of the night, my actually actual opinion, was the OC and Cameron Grimes. That match worked. I mean, was, uh, the, against Schism, like that match was was phenomenal. But I also think it's Cameron Grimes is just a, a certain character, and he is extremely talented. Yeah, I mean, to the moon, baby. To the yeah. moon. Like, I love Cameron Grimes. I think he's so over. Um, I love the different dynamic they're trying to take him. I like this, like, serious, like, prize fighter kind of Cameron Grimes where he's like, you know, I'm doing it for my dad. But, like, all right, well, I lost the title. I didn't win the NXT title. And, you know, I don't I don't really know where I fit in here in this NXT landscape. I, I, I definitely see him getting a main roster call up sooner than later. I honestly do. I know Triple H is huge on him. And I kind of want to see where he goes. Because I'm a huge Cameron Grimes, I was a huge Cameron Grimes fan from the jump. I thought that he, the you know the the cave in is one of the coolest finishers in wrestling because it's just fucking brutal. It's just brutal. But that was the, that was uh, that and the KO show returned to NXT with uh, our three competitors for the NXT World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, so and, and that was just obviously hellacious, and it showed um, Ilya at the end of of it all just putting a hole through JD McDonough and Braun. So uh, that, that th- those are the two most notable things from NXT. Cause we're going to get into Halloween havoc anyways. Um, yeah. I don't want to talk too much about that. Uh, this week's show. I know it was the big premiere for the, uh, the relaunch of NXT, which um, if I'm to be quite honest, I liked 2.0 and I'm probably the only one on the planet who liked NXT 2.0. Like I yeah. liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Like I really did because I felt like, it molded all these characters that we have on NXT now that people like, like a lot of those came from NXT 2.0 and the gambles that they took trying to put some different characters together and put people on, on, you know, on the map. And I, I think they succeeded in a big way with character development. I think the splashy background thing, people weren't a fan of. Um, I like the cleaner look now. I like kind of the way they're kind of trying to go back to a darker aesthetic even with the lighting and stuff like that. It looks a little bit nicer, a little bit more presentable. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of NXT. I think I definitely want to get into Halloween Havoc, but I think what are we going to talk about SmackDown first? Um, okay, so uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll leave it at a blibbit this week for AEW. AEW, the only thing that interesting that happened is... Hang uh, Hang- Hangman almost died. Yep, Hangman. Hangman. Um, but uh, Hangman only, almost died. The only the only notable thing for for Dynamite this week is was the promo between John Moxley and MJF. MJF is obviously like a god tier on the mic, and for once we're seeing this like almost he's 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 almost like a babyface heel. 
it's it, it's it's so weird because it, 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 you want to hate him, but at the same time, like everyone wants to love him right now. I mean, he's, um, I feel like John Moxley is the establishment though right now. Like he is yeah. he is AEW, and he's like the Vince McMahon. Well, not like the Vince McMahon, but he's like the. He's like the champion that no one really wants to be champion, but there really is no other option right now besides MJF. And people are like, well, put the belt on MJF and strap that rack and blast it off to space because this dude is so white hot right now. It's like you can't not make him a babyface or a tweener or anti-heel because MJF is so white hot right now. It's like it's it's insane right now. It's insane how over this guy is. It's it's like the acclaimed right now. They're probably the two most over things in AEW right now are the acclaimed and MJF. Yeah, and well, and the thing too is is like MJF, like the promo him saying, "Hey, I want to earn this title." Like that's not that's not an an MJF thing to do. Uh, no, have you looked at the two dynamite diamond rings he has? He didn't earn either of those motherfuckers. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he I'm cheated like, to get both of those. Is they, they is they now they're like I said they're pushing him really hard towards it's, the face side, telling him it, he wants to fucking earn it, and like that's like. It, it, he's he's in character constantly. Like you won't see a social media post, you won't oh see God. a podcast interview, you won't Dude. see nothing about him in character. And it's bad. I've Did listened you... to like six of his interviews. I oh, they're him. fucking hilarious, dude. His, Did you his not Sam interview recently was? Oh my gosh, so hilarious! So hilarious. Did you see? Did you see? <laughs> Did you see his tweet about Hagman when Hagman got hurt? And he was like, "Oh, shout out to my buddy Hagman. I hope he's okay." And then he tweeted like two hours later, uh, yeah, never mind. That guy's an asshole. He's okay. So like one, one of my one of my one of my favorite things is is uh, is he's he's engaged and he's like he he's like my yeah my wife's got big fat knockers and she hates it when I say that but I'm but but I I'm telling her I'm I'm me a hundred percent of the time I'm always gonna tell it like it is and she's got big fat knockers like like this dude just he's if anyone anyone played a character so well it would be him like we'll, we'll we'll get into him a little bit more like i said hopefully hopefully uh this week's upcoming dynamite will be a little bit better but um i mean he's a dying breed i mean even jim Cornette said that like he he's like a heels heel man yep like he's not gonna like even on the jericho cruise apparently when he was like flipping off little kids and like not signing autographs for people because like he's a heel and he's yep. doing heel shit um, but making our way on to SmackDown, uh, the opening contest, Sheamus. Uh, the only notable thing from that is I don't know why they're like, what's what's the next step for here? Like, what are we trying to give Roman Reigns here? Like, I don't know. But didn't Sheamus oh, get injured in this match too? Apparently. Uh, well, there was an assault after the match. The brawling brutes uh, were assaulted by by the Bloodline. I mean, uh, it was it 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 was. I I don't know what's going on with this. Like, I really don't. I mean, I don't give a shit about... I mean, not that I don't give a shit. I mean, I guess they're trying to say, like, the Brawling Brutes are getting over. And I guess they are. Like, but Sheamus can get pretty much anything over that he's ever been in. Sheamus is just good at that. They were they were over when 
it was it was him and Gunther, and that I think they needed they need to keep following that, but that's not the direction they're going. Because actually, I was really enjoying that those lines. I, I could have gone for one more. So no, but I love what they're doing here because what they're doing here is they're stepping away from that feud and trying to let it breathe a little bit. And like, okay, well, like they need to bridge the gap to Royal Rumble or a bigger pay per view to have them have a rematch. And I like that kind of style of like WWE because they're not trying to do all these like microwave feuds anymore, where they're like, all right, we're gonna stick in a microwave. It's going to be over in five minutes and we're going to move on to the next feud or we're going to have the same dude wrestle the same dude for four fucking months. Like they're trying to be like, all right, well, couldn't get the job done. All right. So he's going to go back with his boys. He's going to take on the bloodline and either that's going to lead to a match at Roman Reigns, which would be nice because Roman needs an opponent because I mean, they're trying to bridge the gap to either the rock or Cody Rhodes or whatever they're going to do at WrestleMania. So they're just trying to find people to fill those gaps till they can get to WrestleMania. Like they're not, like, I don't think they have a solid game plan laid out for what's for Roman, but it can't be Drew McIntyre anymore. Like, God, for God, please don't let it be Drew McIntyre anymore. Because I don't want to see Drew McIntyre wrestle Roman Reigns ever again. Because it's boring. Yeah. And, they had a, and they had a hell of a match at, at, at uh, the fucking uh, Clash of the Castle. Yep. But still, like, I don't want to see it anymore. It's tired. It's like every major event has to be the two of them. It's like, no, please show me something different. And... As for like this segment, I thought it was a good segment. Um, they, I mean, all those those guys can all go. I mean, they they tore each other apart. I wonder if it's going to lead to a three on three at um at Crown Jewel, which would be good because I guess they need something else for the other Bloodline members to do. Uh, oh no, defend your fucking tag titles, maybe. Yeah, the ones you carry around and never defend. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll leave the lack of a tag team division. Uh... I don't even think it's a lack of so I don't even think it's a lack of a division anymore. I just think it's a lack of giving a shit about the division right now. And I yeah. think it's Triple H behind the scenes trying to build up the division slowly but surely. Cause he can do it. Like what he did in XT. The tag team division was great. Um I think they should go cross promotional with the tag team division. And I think NXT team should be able to come up to the main roster and challenge for belts. Like I would love to see the Creed Brothers. I would love to see Pretty Deadly. Um a Diamond Mind, if that's even a fucking thing anymore. I don't even know if it is. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get in that tonight as well. Um, yeah. But we got another week of another cryptic promo from Bray Wyatt. This um, is a good promo. This is a good promo. It was a good promo. So it's like Bray Wyatt cutting promos as Bray Wyatt. Like the one last week, which we'll, I guess we'll touch on real quick. The last week's promo was the best promo he's ever cut in his life. And I felt like it was from the heart. And he was saying all the things that were like pent up inside of him for like the last like year or so. And it was just nice to see him kind of be like, yeah, this is how it is. And this is how I feel. And like, this is, this is kind of where I want to go from here. And then like getting interrupted. And then it's like, I don't know what they're doing here, but they're building something here. And it's actually cool to see like WWE take the time to build something like to make you want to tune in week after week because, okay, anything can happen now. I feel like you're back to the, anything can happen in WWE days. We're like, you don't know what's going to happen each week. You turn it tune in anymore. Yep. Uh, well, th- well, this week was like, he's like, I know I'm a servant, uh, which was I'm interesting. A, uh, well, so, so that kind of clicked in my head because when we saw him come out in extreme rules, uh, he, he was wearing the white rabbit mask and he took it off. Um, last week's promo they cut was the white ra- was the white rabbit interrupted him. 
and now he's like, I know I'm a servant. I won't regret the things I do in the future. So I'm almost wondering if this is like that split personality and it kind of uh, like feels reminiscent of like maybe Bray Wyatt himself isn't like the Bray Wyatt that's in control. Interesting. Uh, I mean, it better not fucking be Bo Dallas. That's all I that's all I have to say. Like, I don't. I don't want bro, bro uh, brother Bo being like the leader of the Wyatt collection or whatever they're going to fucking call this. Yeah. As long as it's better than the name schism, I don't care. Like <laughs> you can't get a worse faction name than schism. It's like the worst faction in WWE right now. Yeah. Um, still not impressed with the women's tag team story t- storyline right now. I mean, I mean, I, I was happy when Dakota, I went when Dakota Kai and, yeah, and EO picked up the titles. Like they, they're very, they're both very talented, um, but like they're not really like doing much. Like like we said, they're not really doing much with the tag team division as a whole, and and that goes for women. And they they fucked up that whole thing when they made those NXT women's tag team titles. Yeah, like they fucked up that whole thing because they had a perfect out to be like, all right, well we have a bunch of teams in NXT, so we have a division between like both rosters. But then when they're like, oh, we're just going to like, no, we're going to make our own NXT titles. I was like, why? You have like four teams. You have you have like three teams between two divisions. And like, it's the same people. It's it's like worse than watching the New Day and the Usos fight each other 900 times. Yeah. And I don't like I don't like this makeshift tag team of Raquel Gonzalez and uh, what's her face? Um, the fuck is her name? Shotzi? Yeah. I don't like it because one, I'd rather see Shotzi wrestle as a singles competitor. And two, I'd rather see Raquel wrestle as a singles competitor. I don't need them to wrestle as a team. Like they need to build the division, the singles division up more than they need to build a tag team division right now because they don't have a singles division either. So it's like, I think they're kind of like trying to rob Peter to pay Paul in this situation. And I don't think it's paying off for them right now. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Like I said, this just I'm just not impressed with it right now. Um uh something I am kind of excited for is um they're slowly easing, so I like Braun Strowman. He's he's Oh Braun Braun's dope. Braun Braun very, very talented guy, very his has always for, been for for being a guy that doesn't that doesn't say a lot. When he does speak, it does matter what he says, and he is just he is the big guy that is the big guy. Um so them I feel like them easing him back into the main roster and maybe into another storyline by facing I mean, o- by facing Omos. This dude's like this dude's actually bigger than Braun. There's not a lot of guys that can say, "Hey, I'm bigger than Braun." Shrug. I mean, you can you can see where this is going. The writing's on the wall for this match. It's like Braun's going to take him out big time. I think it's going to be a quick match. I don't think it's going to be long. Either that or Omos is going to get a freak victory and they're going to have to feud for a couple months. But this all ends in Braun getting a shot at Roman, right? Like, is that where we're? I, that's what I see. Do you see anything different? So. No, I hope so. But I mean, again, they need someone for Roman to fight either at Royal Rumble or I think whatever the pay-per-view after that is. Because there's only like three more pay-per-views until WrestleMania. There's not a lot. And there's a lot of months until WrestleMania, which is sad. But there's no December pay-per-view this year at all. So there's like after Crown Jewel, it's Survivor Series. Then it's Royal Rumble. And I think there's one after Royal Rumble, then it's WrestleMania. So they, they need to fill in these gaps for Roman to get to either Dwayne or whatever he's doing at WrestleMania. Yep. And then we'll, uh, and then we'll move into the, the most over guy in WWE right now. Um, so Jay Uso at the end of the show jumps Logan Paul and he's beating the crap out of him. He super kicks him in the face. 
it does big old daddy's uh butt buster in the corner on on logan paul which was which i thought was funny and then all you see is good old honorary ooh sammy zane on the ropes jay get out of the ring do as i tell you to do this isn't coming from me this is coming from the tribal chief and he's trying to get jay out and uh jay does the one thing that jay's been doing for weeks now and they've put him up to doing is not listening to sammy zane um so jay gets knocked out clean cold by logan and I, 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 so I get it because he, Logan Paul, they're, they're trying to make WWE synonymous uh, with every, in every facet of the imagination. And, you know, he's, he, he, he is a well-known name outside the, uh, outside the universe. So I think they're trying to get fans that aren't fans of wrestling or fans of Logan Paul to watch WWE at this point. I mean, let's just see what the kid, ha- I mean, we've seen what the kid has. He can go, right? Yeah, he can actually go. But let's see if he can hang hang with the tribal chief. Like this is a huge test for him and this is huge for like WWE in general. Like this is going to give them a lot of a lot of like eyes and a lot of mainstream attention. But two, this is a huge test for Logan Paul. Like this is the litmus test for him. This is like his other matches were were great, but you're going up against the champ. Like the dude who's been running this show for the last like what? Like 700 plus days. Yeah, it's, in, it's insane. So let's see what this guy has. Let's see. Let's see what he can do. I'm, I'm excited for this. I wasn't excited for this feud in the beginning, but I, I kind of am now. I mean, I'm. I am as excited as it could be for a crown jewel pay per view. I mean, honestly, but I mean, that's it's it's probably one of the better matches we've had since crown jewel started. I, um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought not, crown, not, crown jewel last year was really good. So. It was, eh, it was, it, it was so powerful. We, we're not going to get into that now. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Halloween Havoc. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. I, I want to talk a little bit about SmackDown in general and just like kind of like where we're going like title wise. And I think like, I do think if anybody's to take a title off of Roman, like a fluke title off of him, I think it should be honorary Ouse. I really do. No, they're they're So I've, I've heard a couple of theories and I, and I'm going to agree with the theory. So what it's going to be is Jay. Is, is there's going to be a Jay and Sammy feud? Everybody else likes Sammy Zayn, so I feel like it's either it's going to go one of two ways. Loser Lee is the bloodline. Ro, Ro, Roman's going to Roman's no Roman's going to choose blood, and and they're going to drop Sammy Zayn, and it's going to and that's going to start that feud for the tag team titles. Oh, KO and Sammy, and then they're going to go to WrestleMania with that or Rumble with that. I don't necessarily know if it'll be KO. I don't know who. I don't know who. It's got to be KO. That's his bro. I mean, yeah, but they they also have have proven for there is a disdain there over the past couple of years. They, I guess. Uh, they, so they, could they, it be Logan Paul and him getting the tag titles? That would be ridiculous. That'd be great. Like I'd be. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Almost as bad, almost as bad as what I've been watching lately, which was Eugene and William Regal. You remember them? Yes, it's terrible. That was ridiculous. It's terrible. But um, yeah, so it's gonna. It's I, I feel like it's gonna go that way, or um, Jay's gonna feud with Sammy for uh, just just so well. it's it's gonna happen one way or the other. They're 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 gonna feud, and then yeah, it'll probably go the direction of loser gets to take a back seat because everybody else likes him. Um, 
I mean, they got they got to do something with WWE, like like just in general to close out like main roster talk. Like they have to do something with this title situation. Like I mean, I know AEW is ridiculous because every other fucking match this week on Dynamite was a t- every match on Dynamite was a title match this week. It was they ridiculous. They already called it Title Tuesday. It was it was it was it was nauseating. It was like, all right, so no, there's no story on this show. It's just all title matches. That's what you're telling me, right? Yeah, exactly. I was like, unbelievable. But like WWE needs, they have a serious problem right now. They put all the titles on the bloodline, and they don't know how to get out of this corner. Like, yeah. creatively, how do you get out of it? I, I for one would book a double WrestleMania match for Roman. He's got to open the show. He's got to close the show. He faces the winner of the Royal Rumble. He faces the winner of the Elimination Chamber, and he walks out of WrestleMania with no titles. Or maybe he walks out with one. But I think he's got to defend both in one night. Because if you're the tribal chief, if you're the top dog, then you, you're you able to go twice in one night. Like, you're able to do that. What I think they do since he has two separate titles is they make him the main event for night one and two. That'd be, I mean, that'd be a phenomenal idea, too. I forgot you could do that now. I forgot yeah. that was a pop. I forgot that was a thing. So, yeah. No, I... I I mean, yeah, but they always got to give the women one of the nights because they feel like they have to. And I feel like if the feud doesn't doesn't demand it, it shouldn't be. Honestly, if they can get Sheamus and Gun- and and Gunther to go all the way out to WrestleMania, I would take that as a night one main event. Because I think that's a good enough match for it. Yeah. All right. You ready? Ready to hop into? Yes, spin the wheel, make the deal. It's uh, Halloween Havoc has returned. Wesley, Wesley becomes the North American champ to start tonight. That was actually really. It was a phenomenal ladder match. I mean, it was Wesley Wesley was. We 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 saw the writing on the wall with the promos they've been doing the past couple weeks. Yeah, but are you over every promo? Are you impressed though? I'm impressed. This guy lost his tag team partner, lost his tag titles, looked like he was going nowhere, looked like he was going to get cut. And then, like, he kind of played this sympathy gimmick where he's trying to find himself. And, like, they put him with two guys who I think could could get him over or to the point where he needed to be over, which is um, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, because both those guys are hella over in NXT. Like, they are, man, they got to keep those two guys together forever. And when they split them, it's going to be phenomenal. Like, if they do, like, a diesel Shawn Michaels split between Trick and uh, Carmelo, like like for the intercontinental title like down the line i think that would be phenomenal booking no i want to see i want to see him go up to main roster and uh and 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 that's what you said yeah no wait 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 i want to see him go up to main roster as a tag team yeah 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 Yeah, same but i want but i want to see i want to see them feud with street profits that'd be a phenomenal or even form a form a faction with the street profits oh yeah 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 that'd be good but yeah, Wesley, that that ladder match. He is uh, talented was, as fuck, man. And Carmelo Hayes is, is just a future. He's the fucking future, WWE. He is my A one. He is he is the A champ. He that that kid is special. That is a diamond in the rough Triple H found. By God, that kid is a great wrestler. And he's got the character. He's got the look. That kid can make them a lot of money. He could be the next rock. I see it. I honestly do. Well, I feel like we're in, we're in we're in the Asia wrestling now, where the big guys aren't as they're not they're not as much there anymore. You, I mean, you they, have, they are, you have, but 
the 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 smaller but like more athletic like guys that that, that can go for 20 30 minutes in, in, in a match easily or even longer are like taking over agree um, did you did you watch that last pay-per-view match between him and ricochet huh um go go find that on the network um what the fuck pay-per-view was it oh man it was probably takeover it was a takeover yeah but it was it was dude it was phenomenal watching the two of those guys watching ricochet and carmelo hayes go at it it was, it was just a fucking awesome match so good but yeah man wesley north american champ crazy how long do you think he's a transitional champ do you think he's gonna have for a while where is the like bar for wesley right now uh i give him until the next takeover yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way. I, sadly, I mean, I sadly, him, I until the next takeover. Honestly, I feel like he's gonna have a de- he's gonna have a defense on NXT main show. He's gonna he's gonna retain on main show, but he's gonna that's where he's gonna pick up a feud with somebody else, and he's gonna lose it at takeover. Now, who do you put it on? I, you put it on Von Wagner at this point. Kind of give Von a little push. Mm, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know who like, do you finally put on Tony D? Do we finally put the North American championship on Tony D? People have been asking for it. I think it's, I think it's time. Tony D gets a title. Uh, Tony D is great. He's really gotten that character over, which I didn't think was going to be possible. I thought that was one of the 2.0 characters that was just going to flop on his face. Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't a, is interesting to watch at first, but he's done a really good job at developing. He owns it. And I think that's what gets that character over. He owns it. Um, in our next match, we had Apollo Cruz, uh, and Waller. That was a, it was a really good match. I was it was a great match. I was surprised. So, I guess, but so Apollo Cruz and Waller being in a casket match of all things, like yeah. of all the things they could have done, like it was very entertaining. And I thought it was funny seeing all of the, uh, the casket bearers come out with the second casket. Well, I mean, let's I mean, let's tell the audience how that took place. I mean, to get thrown off the rope or off the turnbuckle through the first casket, like when when Waller threw Apollo off into the first casket, I was like, all right, the match is over, right? Then I was like, oh wait, he didn't technically put the Close. lid over him, yeah, exactly. So like he didn't technically win, and so the ref like never signaled, and then like drew, and then like uh, fucking Waller's like sitting in the ring and. And man, he's just like, okay, why didn't I win? Why didn't I win? And then the Druid music hits and they bring out a second casket. And then the match really picks up from there. And the dudes are like beating each other's ass all around the arena. Yep. Like they well, like Waller can go though. Waller's Waller's got a good future too. I'm, I, I'm so, okay. So I'm so happy. They, they actually brought a, Apollo Crews down to NXT from the main roster. Apollo I agree. Cruz was, he was wasted away. Well, he was going nowhere as a baby face. I mean, and he's I, not. And I, I mean, and, and I feel like when they when they when they changed him to a heel against uh, against Big E, that that's really made him the Nigerian guy. Yeah, well, but when I he mean, he is Nigerian, but I mean, to make him like heavy and use his like real accent. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the, weird. The thing is, is is he plays a better heel. He plays a better dark and brooding dude. And I don't. We've I don't know. Him. I like I like him as like Uha Nation, like gonna smile all the time, but I can get serious and I can take you out. I like how they gave him back the they gave him back the uh the flip splash, which they took away on the main roster. They wouldn't let him do this the flip splash anymore. So I'm glad they gave that back to him. I'm glad they gave him back his old gimmick because I, I feel like I like that Apollo Cruz. I really do. So Yeah. But I'm gonna 
and we'll, you know, we're, we're, we'll grade these matches. So I'm going to give our, I'm going to give our North American championship match a solid B plus. Uh, how we, uh, oh, you want to go back and grade them all? All right. Uh, a B, yeah, we'll, B plus. We'll, 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 we'll grade them after recap. I, I feel okay. like I'd like say B plus is B plus B plus is fair on that match. I, I, I would say even an A maybe it wasn't. No, you're right. B plus. Cause I'm not going to say it's an A. No, I'm, you're right. Cause I'm not going to say it's the best ladder match I've ever seen, especially for NXT. Cause there's been some phenomenal NXT matches and like, the North American title is their equivalent to like the intercontinental title and the latter matches have to live up to that standard. And I still don't think it lives up to like the original um, six man ladder match to crown the first ever North American champion. So yeah, B plus is fine um, for that one. I'm going to give the, I, I'm going to give the Apollo Cruz and Waller a solid B. I'm not going to give it a B plus because I feel like there's still a lot of, there was a lot of room for improvement. I feel like we could have got a little bit more match out of that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they had a good start off in the ring, and then it kind of like just kind of turned into this like clusterfuck brawl everywhere. And for a pay per view where there was just a lot of brawling, I felt like this match could have been a lot more in ring, like a lot yeah. more in ring. I felt like they dropped the ball on this. These these two guys can go. They should have displayed their athleticism a little bit better than they did. So I'm I'm gonna say a C plus. No, yeah, okay. Uh, and then we got uh, Cora Jade. Winning yeah, a hellish weapons wildcard match. Yeah, we 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 kind of touched on it briefly while we were we were getting ready to start <laughs> a recording for our, for the main show. They mm-hmm. were like for a women's extreme rules type match. That this was crazy. I've never seen two females go at it like that. No, like, they not, beat the shit even, out of each other. Not even Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan at Extreme Rules was like this brutal. It was a ni- it was a nice send off. Like it was a nice yeah. um it was a nice feud ender and I think that was a send off for uh Roxanne Perez. I think they're just going to put her up in the main roster now. I don't think Probably. they're going to keep her. I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It was interesting to to watch the heel win win the the rubber match, I guess, to say the I mean, it technically was the rubber match. I, and I, it was interesting to see Cora Jade go over because she is the heel in this situation, but I feel like Cora Jade is just Cora Jade is like the new Bailey there. Like I'm, I'm kind of upset. They turned her heel already because I felt like, you know, she had a lot of legs left as a baby face, but when she did make that turn on Roxanne, that was a pretty fucking sweet turn, except for like the skateboard breaking over her head when she lifted it up. That was pretty cheesy, but I felt like, you know, I feel like, you know, Cora Jade has a, has a nice future down there and in, in the black and gold. And I feel like, you know, Roxanne really, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like rocks, you know, she's kind of outlived her stay there. Even, even if it's like really brief and short, I feel like she can do a lot of damage on the main roster and they really need some fresh, you know, talent up there. And I don't think that Cora Jade's really ready for the main roster yet. And I think that there's too many similar people in the main roster right now. So that's good to keep it on there. That's a, that's another, it's another match that I would give a B plus. Give yeah. A B plus. No. It's yeah. That's a B plus like extreme, extreme rules, but it's like, it is probably one of the best like extreme rules female matches that I've ever seen. Yeah, no. Um, and then we had a really good, um, a good match with Creed and Kemp. I mean, um, Creed can go. Creed is one of my favorite wrestlers on the main roster. That tag team, that's one of my favorite tag teams in all wrestling right now. The Creed brothers are fucking phenomenal. Don't sleep on the Creed brothers. These guys are going to be mega stars when they get up to the main roster. They can go. And they can both go. And it's two varying styles of wrestling, which I think is like crazy. Like 
they're both pretty big powerhouses, but like one's more athletic and more and has more athleticism, and the other one's just like all brute strength in a brawler, and it's just it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Kemp Kemp is so good that I feel bad for his brother, which was like because his brother was supposed to be the megastar. He's he's well, Kemp's such a good technical wrestler in in NXT, and we don't see a lot of that nowadays. But his brother's the better wrestler because his brother's like the national champion, like three times over. And his brother's the one that's the star. It's 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 totally insane because he's Gable Stevens' brother. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, that's Gable Stevens' uh, older brother. Yep. You know, so 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 he's leaving. So I don't. I I I see him contract expiring. He's going somewhere else. I think is what they were doing with this. Gable Stevens or Kemp? Kemp. Kemp's brother. I, I think Kemp's going to the main roster. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, I feel like the I, I don't know. I feel like the feud's not over yet. I feel like, well, I feel like this was an interesting feud because th- this was like the whole like, all right, Kemp pretty much broke up Diamond Mine. He was the one behind it all along. It wasn't Roddy. Everyone was pointing the finger at Roddy. It's Roddy this, Roddy that. Roddy's doing all this. No, it wasn't Roddy. It was Kemp the whole time. And I thought that was a pretty cool way to like tell the storyline. Like everyone, everyone was pointing at Roddy because Roddy has such a bad attitude, and Roddy doesn't want to be there anymore. And Roddy this, and Roddy that, and it, it was cool to have Kemp be the one that was like the red herring the whole time. Like you didn't see it coming. It was a good, it was a good twist. Um, I definitely want to see the Creeds go back after go back after uh, Pretty Deadly though. I don't want to see them in one on one matches too much anymore. I mean, you you can see that my man's gonna be uh, Creed could definitely be a single star though with what he put on in this match. Uh, with that being said, though, substance wise for the match, like, so it did, it did quite a bit for the storyline that we were going for. Yeah. But I don't think it did a lot for, for me personally, match wise. So I would rate this one more C plus B minus territory for me. I'll give it a C. I'll give it a solid C. It was a good match overall, but I just don't feel like it did anything special. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the the match that i'm so the, the match was good uh alba is very talented but mandy rose retains against alba fire i mean um, i'm t- I, alba fire is the worst gimmick ever this gimmick is trash like, yeah but the, the 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 and the problem with that is that she can wrestle she can wrestle i mean kaylee ray's an amazing wrestler but like i feel like she just has a lot of issues she's terrible on the mic yeah like terrible so like it really like stunts her growth. Like as far as like if she gets the main roster, she's dead in the water. I don't think they'll ever. But like she's athletic as hell and she yeah. can go. But I feel like this gimmick like it downgrades her talent, and I feel like it's it's a disservice to her. And I feel bad that they had to change everybody's names because I I really thought that like you know having her actually named her name and her gimmick was was good. And it, trying to explain how she's Alba fires like her alternate persona or whatever is like it's it's like a cheap cop out and I don't know. And Mandy's just Mandy. Mandy's continuing to to be the gold standard in the women's division. She's holding it down and put the respect on her name, people, because she's still champion. And I don't know what they're doing anymore because it seems like they've really cooled off on Nikita Lyons and they're not pushing her as much as they were anymore. Which is interesting because I thought I still think that Nikita Lyons is gonna be the one to take the title from her eventually. I think they need to give uh, the rest of Toxic Attraction the mic a little bit more. They're um, amazing, JC Jane and and uh, G- uh, and Gigi Dolan. I mean, Gigi Dolan's probably one of my favorite female wrestlers. One, she's gorgeous. 
What happened? I said, yeah, 110%. And she's, she's, she's super talented. She's talented in the ring. She's talented on the mic, but they, they're not giving her that time. I, I honestly want the two of them to go to the main roster. I I want all three of them to go to the main roster. I think that's, I think it's, I think they should run rough shot. I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Mandy, Mandy belongs on the main roster anymore uh, right now. So I don't, I don't think she does. I I still don't think she's, she, she, I don't, I still don't think she's learned enough where she's at to go back up to the main roster because she wasn't, she wasn't successful and she's only been slightly successful on on NXT. It would be interesting if they, if they like did, um, if they did something where toxic attraction was the ones who actually cost Mandy Rose the title because they're sick of dealing with her bullshit. Yeah, yeah, no, that's actually what I was thinking about. That's why I said they're not giving her enough time, and and I feel like the the character that Mandy Rose has portrayed here is like, okay, yeah, these are my girls, blah blah blah, whatever. But she doesn't like. They're. I feel like they they need to like interject where they like they feel neglected, like they don't have a voice because Mandy Rose is always running her mouth about it. And yeah, that's. I think that's how they need to get up. I do too. I think they should lay her out, and then someone should come like win the title on a fluke win. I mean, you could put on anybody at that point and just have a transition. Just get Mandy, you know, away from the title for a little bit. I don't know. Or do something. But, I mean, she's been like the Roman Reigns of the women's division. Like, literally, she's been champ for like 400 days now. Or 200. Or It's like something crazy. No, it is like 400 days. It is yeah, 400 okay, days. Yeah. It's crazy. And then for the love of God, please bring Sonya Deville back down to NXT. They just did. They no, they brought her in for a match, but she is not back. She because she wrestled another match f- uh, Friday. I know, which was fucking god awful against against Liv. Please, for the love of all the <laughs> get the two of them away from each other. Yeah, get bring Sonya. I mean, I can I can see making I can see making Liv Morgan the new uh, leader of Toxic Attraction if they go to the main roster, or even Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Well, I don't. I. I don't see bringing Alexa back down to NXT. She, she no. I, I if you bring the two of them up and you make Alexa the new head of Toxic Attraction, oh, I think that yeah, I think that would work. And make Alexa heal again because Alexa's baby face is terrible and makes me want to fucking kill myself. Yeah, but and, um, Mandy album match C plus as well. It was it, it was great? It was great for the like like we said for the cinematic side of everything. But see, that's what I didn't like. I didn't like. I think I think we we're in twenty twenty two now, and we're back with live crowds. I don't think the cinematic stuff has a place too much anymore. I mean, using it sparingly, but it was kind of cheesy. And I I know like I know I love my cheesy wrestling just as much as anybody else, but I don't know. I just I just couldn't get in this match at all, and it, it it was like intertwined between every other match in the card. But I mean I mean you can you can state your point, but I'm giving it a C minus. So. Yeah, I mean it's still C plus. I like so they haven't they that cinematic style hasn't been used a lot on NXT, and I feel like they used it here and how on Halloween Havoc pre- pretty decently, uh, consider all, all things considered. Um, but to our main event for the evening, the match everyone was waiting for, and I thought was this is probably one of the best matches we've seen in NXT in a very long time. Braun Breaker defending against JD McDonough and Ilya Dragunov. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, Braun can go. Like this kid can go. He really can and he's getting better every match. He steps in that ring, he gets yep. better every match. Like I've never seen an NXT talent like this since probably Velveteen Dream where like he just keeps getting better every time he steps in the ring. Like every time. 
and 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 the and the thing is, is the people they paired him with. Like, I honestly like don't don't get me wrong. JD McDonough is like his character isn't like really one that I really care about, but he is talented in the ring. Um, and and Ilya Dragunov, like for being somebody that's like over with the crowd to an extent because of his character, like his, more his wrestling than anything else. I think, yeah, yeah his skills in the wrestling ring are so clean. I mean, I, I want to see him versus uh, uh, Balor so bad. That would be a good match. Yeah, actually. So bad. But um, Braun Breaker ended up retaining. Which was crazy because I thought I thought you had to end to get the title off him, right? Because the triple threat match is always like the the way to get the title off the champion if you really don't want the champion to be pinned. Yep. You still keep um, him hot. You can still keep him over without losing any steam if he if like Dragonov got pinned or if McDonough got like submitted or pinned. I, I thought they had an out here and I thought they were finally gonna take the title off Braun, but they're I guess they're still not ready. Like I did this kid is like Again, it's like NXT has been like the two main titles, the women's and the men's, have just been the same for so long. It's like it's it's nice to see though. It's nice to see some consistency in the wrestling world where there's a lot of like changes all the time. But well, um, okay, okay, well, Breaker, ahead, yeah. has, Breaker hasn't had it for 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 too long. He had he he got it right before us or right sorry right around WrestleMania last year, and they lost it for a month and they got right back. Yeah, but he hasn't like consistently held it, so it's not like a consistent like I'm unbeatable. I'm I, like they're they're still showing that he's like he he's still mortal and he can be beat. Um, which I like. But, I like that he's a champ that that has a lot of like. I think he, they're still trying to play this whole like he's still kind of green kind of storyline yeah. with him, like where he makes mistakes, but he finds a way to persevere and still win. But like. I don't know. Do you think JD is going to get his number? Do you think Dragunov? Do you think they're... I mean, it's interesting because I know they're trying to pad time until NXT goes back to NXT Europe, right? Because that's next year when they start kicking off NXT Europe. So I know a lot of those guys are going to go back to Europe and wrestle there, and I know they're only here for a short time, but I'm I'm enjoying what they're doing. I don't think JD McDonough is going to get his number while he's here. I honestly, if if anything, I think uh, Braun's going to go up to the main roster and and, Ilya is going to pick up the title period do you think do you think braun goes up and relinquishes it or do you think he drops it uh i think they drop it on they drop it on alia uh and in in the future wrestlemania weekend do you think it goes till then uh i think it goes right past wrestlemania i think it goes to some i think it goes past that and braun uh braun, arrives braun, gets, dra- braun gets drafted yeah okay or night after wrestlemania yeah all right oh i, I- one big thing we didn't we didn't even say we didn't even say anything about um, with the weird placement of putting Austin Theory on NXT with the money in the bank, and then him not showing up at Halloween Havoc. I mean, it re- so that that, made that, no sense that, that was interesting. So imagine a world where like Austin Theory says like "fuck it" and just cashes in on Braun on uh, Braun Breaker. I mean, what if that's what we? What if that is what we see? Like. I mean, I wouldn't be mad. Like, I wouldn't be mad as Austin Theory as fucking NXT champion. That'd be fucking sweet. Yeah, I think but- the, I think the guy can go, and I think a feud with him and like Braun for a while would be pretty good. Or a feud with him and like Dragonoff. I like to see those two go. Like yeah. the kid's got upside. He really does. He just, I mean, he's got the mic skills. He's got the look. I understand why Vince picked him as his next guy. Like he's, he reminds me of Randy Orton like a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, like but he re- can go. Yeah, he's got the athleticism. The, remember the person uh, Vince McMahon picked as his last yeah. person that was set in stone. His 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 name was Drew, and uh, he ended up leaving WWE for a short period of time. They they put a lot of heat on him though. So when you get picked, I mean, he like got that, better. He got better. Came back and he ruled the roost for a little bit. I mean, that's what happens. Some people just can't handle all the pressure. I mean, look at Orton though. Look at like okay. So if you really want to talk about this shit, like we can talk. All right. So look at Orton. Orton was given the the keys to the kingdom and he was too immature and too young at the time to be able to handle being the world champ trash hotel rooms. He made stupid decisions and it cost him a lot. I mean, he could have been on main event at a couple of WrestleManias. Right, Joe, you. you know, let's, let's save something like this for another episode. Okay. 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 But, uh, but, Bra- but, but Braun Breaker, Ilya driving it off and JD McDonough, uh, I'm going to give this match an a minus for a triple threat heavyweight title match in nxt it was probably one of the best i've ever seen we got a b plus honestly 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 for 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 an nxt world heavyweight title match like the 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 style of wrestling and and the way everything was done like performance wise i just think it was really great it reminded me of a black and gold nxt title nxt uh, championship match like it really did it reminded me of those like i think this whole card reminded me again of why nxt just puts on better shows than the main roster as far as like takeovers, like it's just there's just something in the water there, and it's like the homegrown style of things. Just like your your same crowd every week, week in and week out, cheering on your guys, getting behind people, pushing people. I, I just I just love the product. I really love NXT, and it, and it I don't think that love is going to change anytime soon. And I'm interested to see what they do with a few things in NXT where they go. I know like. It, it, the sky's the limit. I just, I just hope that they don't keep bringing main roster guys down all the time. Because this week of NXT really pissed me off. Because there was just way too many people on there that I, I didn't want. I, I didn't want there. I don't want Judgment Day there. I don't want other people like that there. I want to watch yeah. my. I want to watch my guys wrestle because that's why I watch NXT. Yeah. It's like watching AEW to watch AEW, then watch all these WWE guys come in and ruin it. It's like, no, I watch AEW to watch AEW wrestling with AEW wrestlers. Yep. Not ex WWE guys come in and steal all their spots. It's like Lucha Underground. It's the same thing. It was just good because it was it when you have to learn characters and learn new wrestlers, I think that's the most exciting time in wrestling. Because everything's like a blank slate and you can kind of like build whatever you want. And I I, I think it's just like NXT is just like that. And I, I, I really enjoy that style of storytelling. I like that NXT is a little bit more on the the goofy side of things and they don't take themselves too seriously and they try they try they throw shit at the wall and see what sticks and i think that it reminds me a lot of like new generation era wwf where like they just did whatever they wanted and just kind of like saw where the you know had larger than life characters and gimmicks that really didn't make sense like they have a fucking girl that comes out in pajamas <laughs> wendy chu is awesome like, and I thought Wendy Chu was dumb in the beginning, but Wendy Chu can go. Tiffany Stratton's another one that can really wrestle. Like, she's getting better and better every time she steps in the ring. I don't agree with her giving her breast implants when she comes back, but I mean, that's why she's off TV right now. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens when she comes back and what they're going to do and how far they're going to push her. But it's it's interesting. I, I, I'm very excited for NXT and the future of NXT right now. I think, you know, the black, the black and gold, revamp right now has a bright future uh i'm excited i give the whole uh, as a whole i would give this show a solid b yep yeah i i'd agree with that 
I gave this a solid B because we only had there's only two matches that I feel like could have could have really been improved improved upon. Um, yeah. Uh, so Joe, what is your best of the week? What do you think out of everything wrestling this week we got? What is the best of the week? I mean, it's honorary Ouse. I mean, honorary Ouse will be the best until he's not the best. <laughs> like this guy is just he's the guy is must see TV right now, and he's literally. The reason I watched SmackDown just yeah. to see what his he's going to say or just to see his feud with Jay like it's just such a good feud. It, it's probably the hot feud right now in WWE. So, man, my best of the week has I, I anything Bray Wyatt's going to put on the table. I'm going to fucking I'm going to eat that up right now. <laughs> best of the week, like just right now, his promos are just perfect. They're on point. It doesn't seem like they're like. There, there has. You think, on, you on think he wrote those? So good. I, I, I honestly think he did. He's, he's. They've, they've said that he in the past has been really involved in his creative process. You know, um, I, I, I've been looking a lot deeper into this whole uh, Wyatt Six thing and stuff like that. Like this dude's had this kind of stuff planned for months. He changed his, his Twitter profile picture, back in March to the to the to the upside down moth. Like this dude has had this plan for months. I mean, he's not. I mean, he, he he got Tom Savini to make him another mask. So, which is insane because he made the mask for that, and he made the mask for uh for Black Phone. That's why they look so similar. So, if people want to know why the correlation is there, that's because he made both those masks. Yep. He also made the Fiend mask. So, it's very. It's I'm 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 interested to see where Bray Wyatt goes. Uh, what's your worst of the week? Oh, man. My Honestly, my worst of the week is JBL. JBL and Corbin. It made me want to literally puke. Like, I remember in my head, like, watching that promo, just being like, why is this happening? What is going on here? Like, this is just not snow. Please stop this storyline. Like, Baron Corbin, no offense, Baron Corbin had his time. Please get him off of my TV screen. I do not want to see Baron Corbin anymore. Um, yeah, that's, that's my worst of the week. I can't that we, we've talked about that enough. I'm done. My worst of the week is the women's tag team division. Cause it's fucking terrible. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it'll probably be the worst yeah. of the week until they fix it. Like, come that's on, it. like fix but your shit. Not, Triple H. Not, this not, shit's, not this shit's, te- it's either fucking get rid of it. I'd rather they get rid of it and do like a, like a TNT title or like a, a women's like TV title or something, anything other than a fucking tag team division. The women's division is too small to have tag teams. It just is like, yeah, I understand why they did it in the first place, but you don't have Sasha Banks. You don't have, you don't have Naomi. You don't have the Bella twins. You don't have like, um, Beth Phoenix and Natty. Like you don't have those built in teams anymore. So just get rid of it for a while or put it on the shelf or do something. I don't know. Yep. The twenty four seven title is more relevant than that fucking title. That tells you something. The twenty four seven title doesn't even exist right now. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> no, someone, 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 somewhere still has that title. Someone's. It, it, I, guarantee I thought a referee wanted it or something like that. I don't know. I guarantee if I go on WWE's website, they'll have it under somebody who has a title. But, um, all right. Uh, so. We'll get into our official topic. We're not going to spend too long on it. Uh, just to kind of give an introduction on how you got into wrestling, what got you into wrestling, and we will uh, close the show out after that. Sounds good.
Do you want to go first? You want me to go first, or uh, it, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, my 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 storied history. I'm I'm a lot younger than a lot than than everybody else. Um, especially a lot of the the voices we have in wrestling today. Um, so I am I'm I'm 26 years old. I've been around for wrestling since the 90s. So I didn't get to you know experience the the love for like. Ric Flair and all the older guys like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, uh, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. So I've got to see them here and there, which is which is really cool. They're they're all really talented. But what got me in wrestling was when I was younger, my uh, my parents watched every week. That was because it, it, it was on just regular television. I couldn't afford anything crazy, um, so we we'd watch that and then we would go to to blockbuster and my and my parents would be like hey pick out a movie blah 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 or whatever so i started i i really enjoyed wrestling that much that so i started picking out like wrestling vhs tapes and one and, and the nice person, the person that stuck out to me the most was sting and it's i got to see all different facets of sting and like s- watching sting wrestle and his character and who he was like as a kid really like took a like took a hold of me as a kid and got me super interested in it so from then on i was following wrestling following wrestling following wrestling so like i i still remember um that's how me and one of my really good friends uh got got to becoming friends uh we started talking about wrestling and then he invited me out i he took my one of my best friends took me to see my first ever live event him and his dad they got tickets to uh to go see smackdown uh, when ECW was being taped afterwards, and nice, <laughs> that was such an it, it, it was it was a great night. It was just a great feeling, and that's uh, that was the first live wrestling event that I ever got to do. And it was it was really cool because it was a it was a live show at the time. It was on a Thursday. It was on a Thursday night before it was Friday Night SmackDown. Um, so it it was just really cool. I got to go see SmackDown and ECW. So you know, I got to see. That was uh, during the Matt Hardy v. One days when Matt Hardy was feuding with uh, MVP for the United States title. Oh, I was confused. Um, that yeah, it was. But that that was also the time when they were doing those ridiculous like "I'm better than you" at this, and they each got to pick a. Child. Oh my God! Was it that when they were having the contests every week? Yep. And so I got to see the, oh. their, I got to see their their uh, their free throw. It was their two their their free throw shoot off. Dude, that's one of like the most famous ball. ones. Yeah, I, I was there. I was there. And you, actually, if you, uh, I've watched that episode back. If you watch the episode back, I can actually see the sign I'm holding up in the crowd, which was really cool. Nice. Um, so that's that's really what got me into it. And then you know, uh, growing up, that's like how me and my uh, my dad connected. That's that's what we we bond over. Um, the only pay per view every year that we bought was WrestleMania because that's all we could afford, and, and that was what we saved up for. Um, so it was always nice being able to stay up on uh, on a on a Sunday night, watch WrestleMania with my dad, and uh, you know bond over that kind of stuff. You know we wrestled and joked around. You know it, it really shaped some of my some of my friends too, because like we would do stuff like in like we would wrestle into the pool and like I'd jump on my trampoline in the backyard and do like swantons in midair and try to like wait to flip like perfectly like Jeff Hardy did. So uh, a lot a lot of love for the 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 outsiders and the and the people that played like in everybody uh in everybody's character no i get you man i mean and uh and to answer your 24 7 championship uh 
question. Actually, it was uh, it was one twenty eight days ago by Dana Brooke, apparently. So Dana Brooke is our twenty four seven champion again. Jesus, I know she was like so. it says wasn't the champ, and then she wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, so what, uh, what what got you into wrestling? Well, um, I am half Puerto Rican, so I come from a family that was very into professional wrestling. Um, my grandfather and my mom watched it like on and off, but as I got younger, well, as I got younger, when I was younger, when I was about six or five, I first laid my eyes on the WWF. And I got to watch, it was like an episode with, it was the feud or it was between the time when it was like ultimate warrior and Papa Shango feuding and like ultimate warrior, like cursed him. And I was like, this shit's awesome. I don't know what the fuck this is, but I want to watch ever. I want to watch it ever as much as I can. I want to absorb all of it. And I'm the kind of person when I like something, I go like ridiculously overboard with it. So like. I'll like absorb everything I can. I'll buy all the magazines. I'll watch all the things I can watch. And like you, I just rented tapes and just every chance I got, I rented another video, another video, another video. And when I ran out of WWF stuff to watch, I started renting WCW stuff. And it's the only way I ever watched WCW. Cause I was like super loyal, like WWF, like I don't watch WCW. I'm not from the South. It's like if you're a Northeast, you're kind of a WWE guy. If you're South, you're kind of a WCW guy. It's kind of how it like works out. It's like Mason Dixon line kind of thing. But I feel like, you know, if it wasn't for my grandfather, you know, rest his soul, I wouldn't be a wrestling fan because he just watched it with me all the time. Like it was how we bonded. My dad wasn't too into it, um, but he would take me. Like he would take me when they were in town. And, and my friend Will, when I was younger, he took me to my very first live event. So I was like, it was like a WWF live event in like 95 or 96, 97, somewhere around there. And uh, it was at Continental Lines Arena, which is no longer exists, but it's where the, the it's right next to where the uh, the New York Giants play. And it was very good, a very good card. And it was when WWF The Music Volume 2 came out. So all I remember is buying WWF The Music Volume 2 from the store like the shop at the arena and playing it constantly and using it as like entrance themes for my wrestling figures. Cause that's like when the bone crunching line came out, the best wrestling figures ever of all time, bone crunching for life. Um, but we watched every WrestleMania the same as you. Like we would, I would always get WrestleMania cause WrestleMania is the same month as my birthday. Cause I'm, I was born in April. So it's funny that like, I always tell people like I'm as old as WrestleMania is like, WrestleMania is I uh, was one when I was nineteen, you know, in nineteen eighty four, eighty five. It was it was WrestleMania one. I was one in that year, and WrestleMania turns forty next year. I turn forty, or, or in two years, I turn forty in two years. So it's like I'm growing up with WrestleMania every year. It's kind of interesting, and it's it's the one thing in my life that's always there's two things in my life that have always probably stayed stagnant, and it's my love for wrestling and my love for Ninja Turtles, like. The two things that I never really like waxed or waned over. I, ha- I had a few dry periods wrestling, which most people experience, but I experienced them during like the SmackDown era of WWE. So like when, you know, like John Cena was huge in SmackDown and JBL and all that guys, it's kind of when I walked away and that's when I met my wife. So I really stopped watching at that time because I spent all my time with my then girlfriend, now my wife. So that's kind of my story. I mean, 
I just, I just love wrestling. I, I would sit there when I was little and even when I was a teenager and you know, like SmackDown versus raw or like the video games, I would sit there with like these manila, like those, um, marble composition notebooks. Right. And I would map out all my matches that I would play that day and then like have title matches and ranking system. And then no- in the front of the notebook would be like a ranking system. And then when I got really good with Excel, so I learned Excel so I could start my own wrestling federation on WWE 2K, whatever it was. So I learned how to do Excel so I could like do like records, wins and losses and point system for a video game because the video game didn't have it at that point. That's fair. So, yeah. I played those games like they were fucking like at one point, all I did was watch matches in the game. And so when the, when, when the network came out, I kid you not, I took the day off of work <laughs> and I watched as many WrestleMania as I could in one 24 hour day. Um, I watched Armageddon in a cell that day and um, watched a bunch of other shit too, but I took the day off of work when the network came out. Um, I, when WrestleMania came to my town, I missed it both times. I missed 20 and I missed um, 29. So then when the next one came around, my wife is like, you're definitely going. I'm going to make sure it happens. And I sat with two laptops at work when those tickets went on sales, Zach. And I literally just kept hitting refresh and refresh and refresh. And to tell you a funny story, I went to WrestleMania with my friends, but did not sit with my friends. And they were so pissed off at me because I bought a better ticket than they had because I didn't want to waste my opportunity to go to WrestleMania to sit in shitty seats. Because it's all I ever wanted to do was go to WrestleMania. It was like the one thing on my bucket list that like it was just like the holy grail of things to do. And it's kind of funny because I went to the last WrestleMania that was like one of those seven hour WrestleManias. They don't do those anymore now. It's two nights. So it's very it's very awesome to say i got to go to like like the one day like long wrestlemania because it's it's an experience man it's i would love to definitely like go over my wrestlemania experience like long form as a whole episode because i think it would be interesting for people to know what it's like to go to wrestlemania because it's it's a fucking it's a fucking event man it's crazy i'm just, i'm so i'm so sad so it's a spectacle i, I lived in California for for many many years I was stationed out there and of course after I move to Missouri do they go to LA which was three out three and a half hours away from where I was so now I'm like okay well I guess I'm just going to miss the Wrestlemania I that that's that that's in game I want to I want I want to sit in one of the best seats at a Wrestlemania like I've never been to a wrestle I've never been to a wrestling pay-per-view live ever I think maybe you and I should try to plan for WrestleMania 40 because it's coming to Philadelphia. So yeah, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 40 is in Philly. Okay. Well, so I'm definitely going, I already know that. And I'm going both days because I already told my wife, my wife is like, yeah, you're going both days. 100%. So, well, let's, let's plan ahead for it. Maybe, uh, next year, next year, I know it's in LA and tickets aren't selling as well as they wanted them to, but they're selling better than last year's did. So triple H, triple H is doing a lot, man. Uh, survivor series. I couldn't get tickets to survivor series in Boston. And I really wanted to go like bad. Cause Boston's only like a four hour or not enough for it's a 50 minute flight for me from, okay. from my airport. So it's really not that bad of a flight. So I was going to go, but the tickets sold out in like five minutes. So 
Well, yeah, they're bringing war games back, but that was uh, before well, the, so they didn't announce war games until after the tickets were sold out. Those tickets went on sale two months before they announced any matches for it. And it was sold out, sold out simply on the fact that Vince McMahon was no longer in charge of triple H was they sold out. Like they're, uh, they have resale tickets up on Ticketmaster right now. Just, so, just so you know, but, Oh, I'll um, definitely check it out. Cause I, I definitely want to go to survivor series. Like if the show is going to be insane. So yeah, but I appreciate this. I'm so happy that we finally got to sit down and do this. Maybe in, uh, maybe in two years when WrestleMania happens, we'll, uh, we'll have enough people listening that they'll give us a press ticket. We can go to WrestleMania and, and, and do a press on it. That'd I mean, it's insane. We say that we weren't going to do like a longer episode than the episode we just recorded. And I think this episode is just as long as the one we just recorded. So we're, 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 we're coming up on it, but, uh, yeah, this was, this was this was a good time. I'm glad we got to do the introduction next week. Like I said, everyone, please be looking forward to that episode. It is going to be our Mount Rushmore's of wrestling. Oh uh, we're, gonna ha- we're gonna have things like uh, our our personal uh, Mount Rushmore. So like who we think are the best three in our history, uh, top high flyers. Mount Rushmore's uh, four people, not three people. Four, whatever. Shh. Know your history, sir. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I, I, there's been a lot going on um but yeah so our top four uh for who our favorites are period who we think are the top four wrestlers in history for us um top four high flyers in wwe history or wrestling history in general uh we have a lot of we have a lot, a lot of really cool mount rushmore's and a lot of really cool dis- discussions we'll uh we'll definitely have some shorter some shorter recaps for the week in review next week. But uh, thank you guys all for listening to the first episode of the Loot Bros WrestleCast. We are out of here. Later, guys.